Welcome to St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Today's homily is from the Sunday of the Man Blind from Birth. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Christ is risen. Christos Anesti. Christos was crazy. Almasia come. Christo had resucitado. Almasia come. Christ is risen. Truly is risen. Um, God bless you on this day. This is kind of, we're coming close now to the fulfillment of the Paschal season in the descent of the Holy Spirit. But first comes with the ascension of our Lord into heaven, which we'll commemorate this week. On Wednesday evening, we'll have Great Vespers, and Thursday, Orthos and Divine Liturgy in the morning to commemorate, to meditate on, and indeed within the life of the Church, by the grace and efficacy and power of the Holy Spirit, when we gather together to pray, to commemorate the ascension of our Lord, we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, go to the ascension of our Lord and see and participate in this reality. And it's a reality that has to do with our entire nature as human beings, being raised up to be seated at the right hand of the Father. All of the passages that we've been reading from the Gospel of John for the past several weeks are signs, things that the Lord did that manifest the reality that the day of the Lord has come, the day of the Lord in which the blind see, in which the lame walk, in which the Gentiles and those estranged from life and communion with the living God are brought back into relationship with Him. So everything that we've been reading testifies to this reality that God has bent the heavens and come down and has stood in the midst of his people giving life and redemption and salvation. Now it's also manifested the reality of judgment because the Lord comes with mercy, healing, and compassion in his hands to his people and to everyone that he encounters. And yet, as you saw in this morning's reading, and as we've seen over and over again in the Gospel of John, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Over and over and over again. They are unable to see. They are blind. And the Lord, after this encounter with the blind man, where he heals him, I mentioned this verse last week, but he says to the Pharisees and to the people that had gathered around him, who kept asking him questions like, who are you? Why are you doing these things? Where do you come from? By what authority do you make clay on the Sabbath and put it on somebody's eyes? Who gave you a right to do this? They're asking him all of these questions. And he says to those people, if you were blind, you would have no sin, but because you say we see, your sin remains. If you were blind, 
I could give you new eyes. And we see how, we see the reality of what the Lord is doing. Something that the blind man says. He says, from the beginning of the world, no one has ever seen someone that was blind from birth be healed and be able to see. No one has ever seen this before. From the beginning of the world. And I want you to think about how in the beginning, in the book of Genesis, it speaks of God in his love for his creation, creating everything good, everything good, every single day, everything is good, over and over and over again. But then, after speaking so many things into existence with just a word, on the final day of creating all things, it comes to the time to, create, to fashion humanity. And then, there is counsel amongst the Holy Trinity. Let us make man in our image and likeness. And not only is there counsel, but there is time and care taken. There is not just a word, but there is actually a taking up of the earth and fashioning the body of humanity. And then breathing life into that humanity. And then making a distinction within humanity so that there would be a unity in diversity and difference within the human race between male and female. And so all of these things happen. And you notice what does God do? He takes earth, he takes clay, and fashions something new at the beginning of all things, this reality of human being. And so now today the Lord comes to the blind man, who St. John Chrysostom comments in his commentary on this passage. He says, it's not just that the man was blind, but it's that he had no eyes. Ali loves this homily. <laughs> she thinks we're having a conversation together. We were talking about that the other week. She thinks we're talking to each other. Um, but so in this, in this time with the blind man, the Lord takes clay. And quite literally, St. John Chrysostom speaks of how he fashions new eyes for this man. And because he is the light himself. And because he is the life himself, when he tells the man to go to the pool and wash, the man acquires living eyes and is able to see. And not only, and this is something the hymnody of the church speaks of, not only was he healed physically, but just as Christ, his perfect God and perfect man, twofold in nature, but one in a unity of person. Just as he is twofold, so the healing of the blind man is twofold. His eyes are healed, he's able to see, and the eyes of his soul are healed, and he is able to see. And it's because he was blind. Everybody asks, why is this man like this? Did his parents sin that he became like this? We can ask the same thing. How many of you ever heard of the doctrine of original sin? Did your parents sin? 
and you're being punished for it by all of the things that you suffer. And no, the Lord says, no, neither this man nor his parents. And it wasn't in order to demonstrate some sort of punitive judgment and um, retribution that this man was born blind. But he was born blind that the glory of God might be revealed through him. So all of you, including myself, and everybody in Prescott, and everybody in the United States, and around Arizona, and throughout the world, if they are sinners, they are sinners so that the glory of God might be revealed in them by bringing them back to life and salvation and light and being able to see. But the people like us, God forbid, God help us. The people like us in the church that think, that think we see, if we think we see, our sin remains. And perhaps this is the one, this is the kind of fundamental sin of thinking that I, on my own, in all of creation, am fit to see and to judge. I remember I had a conversation with somebody just the other day. It's one of my daughter's friends. He's a very nice young man. And he got into an argument or a discussion with somebody that he works with about who is going to heaven and who is going to hell. And so he wanted to ask me what I thought. And my first, the first words that came out of my mouth, I said, so you and this other person feel comfortable making this your prerogative to make this decision. You, actually, you feel comfortable doing that, you know? <laughs> And I was, I was kind of shocked. I was like, who has these conversations? You know? And then, of course, we remember, you know, our, our conversation continued, and we had, it was very good. And I remembered, and I've shared with you before, a story from the life of St. Anthony, where he's told that there's somebody that's more advanced than him in the spiritual life. And... He goes to find this person, he asks him a lot of questions, and the man doesn't, there doesn't seem to be anything special about him at all. He's not really knowledgeable, and whereas Anthony has given up everything, the man has only given up, you know, he gives, like we give, he gives, well actually he gives more than we give, but he, he gives a, a third of his income to the poor, a third of his income to the church, and he keeps a third to live off for himself to provide for his basic needs. And goes to church, fasts, prays, just like any other believer. There's nothing remarkable about him, like at all. Other than, like I said, that, that, that heart of, of giving, which is more than, than most. And, and St. Anthony asked him, well, there must be something else that you haven't told me. And he said, well, as I'm sitting doing my work and I see the people walking by, I think to myself, they will all be saved. Only I will be lost. And St. Anthony said, that's it. That's what you have, this saving word that's eluded me 
for so long, the reality of genuine humility. And so it says, you know, the life of Saint Anthony, it says that Anthony went away greatly profited. You know, <laughs> he went back to his cave and he was, he was super happy, he was stoked <laughs> that he had met this man and heard this word from him. And this is the reality of what the Lord is saying in the Gospel of John. Because you say, I see you are blind and your sin remains. But if you were blind, if you recognized, if you saw the Lord of glory himself, the only sinless one, going down into hell to rescue humanity, and yet you want to keep your toes out of that lake of fire, you want to keep yourself somewhere else, you want to draw a line between yourself and the reality of the, I guess, fallenness of humanity and keep yourself unsullied and find a way to throw other people into that lake and you can stay out of it. He says, if this is the case, then your blindness remains and your sin remains. But if you are willing to follow me, to follow the Lord himself all the way on the path of the cross, then you can be delivered from sin and even from death and enter into eternal life in communion with the Son of God himself who gave himself up for the life of the world and its salvation. Amen. Christ is risen. Thank you for joining us at St. George Orthodox Church Homilies and Reflections. Please be sure to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Okay, goodbye. God bless you.